Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, Old Time Music with Cameron DeWitt and Friends. This week's friend is Jonathan Vokey. We recorded this at his home in Baltimore, Maryland. Real quick, before we get started, I'm teaching a four-part online banjo workshop series starting the week after Thanksgiving. I'll be covering learning tunes on the fly. I've learned a lot about this topic doing this very show, and I got a lot to say about it. So sign up now at CameronDeWitt.com store that's linked in the show notes. Stick around afterwards to hear how to keep up with this week's guest, but first here's my interview and jam with Jonathan Vokey. Enjoy. Thank you. 
Justin Vokey. Welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Hello. Thank you. I've wanted to have you on the show for a really long time, and uh, it just, I don't have a good excuse, it just hasn't happened yet, so thanks for saying yes. Yeah, definitely. I was, I'm glad that you were coming through and that you hit me up. I think, did we meet in D.C. at the Hamlin Street Diner, or maybe so. at Clifftop? Or, yeah. Think, well, yeah. maybe at Clifftop, yeah. Uh, we, we were t- trying to figure this out. Uh, over messages earlier and you're like, yeah, we had this really, really fast LNN jam one time after uh, a Hamlin Street uh, Diner show. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. That left a very lovely impression. I think my <laughs> earliest memory of you is you, I feel like you used to wear a hat that was kind of the pattern of those like stoner blankets. Oh like, my God. Yeah. I, I just found it actually okay. the other day. It was in my fiddle case for like years and I just didn't know it. And I, it's back. Now. I have this memory of you <laughs> kind of frolicking around the swamp in the Keith McManus area wearing that hat. That sounds about right. Like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, that person. <laughs> this is stoner. With like a fretless like banjo. Yeah. With a... So I thought you lived in D.C., but you're like, no, I'm Baltimore. Baltimore for life. Uh, so I apologize. Well, not Baltimore born. But, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm from uh, from Germantown, Maryland, but I've been here. Oh, very good, yeah. yeah. So I guess that is more of a D.C. suburb. Okay. But, um, but yeah. I, uh, How long have you been in Baltimore? I guess it's six or seven years now. Yeah. I actually tried out D.C. for, um, right when I decided to try and start doing music for a living, um, I went and moved to D.C. and it was just street performing. And it was right about then that um, Alex moved out of our friend's Brad's house and Brad invited me to move in there. So, mm. um, and DC was expensive and someone was mean to me on the street. Uh-huh. And I got that text, which sometimes happens. And, uh, yeah. I was like, I'm going to Baltimore. Yeah. So. And no one's ever been mean to you since. Uh, plenty of people, <laughs> but it's fine. Yeah. I, I lived in Philly for seven years and, uh, you know, coming from, coming from Portland, Oregon, where the meanness is all very passive there's a respectability politics to the meanness uh Uh, i think it was really good for me to go to to philly and just have people be so mean to me all the time and now i feel like i'm a much sturdier person (laughs) yeah you're like that was yeah that was aggressive and not under the surface at all yeah and then they're like hey do you want to hang out tomorrow i'm like are you serious i thought we were done (laughs) it's like oh gave me permission to after brutal feedback like that (laughs) It's funny. Yeah, I feel like I, I hear people talk about the West Coast a lot that way. Yeah. And that like it like they're being um I guess like some form of less direct communication or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. But you were raised out here, you know. know what's up? Yeah, well in this case the person that was mean to me was just it just I was busking and some guy was just like, Give me all your money. Oh yeah, I that like, guy. I was like I was like, no, and then it was like Yes. And so then I was like, okay, I'm leaving. Uh-huh. I mean, that's a very mean thing to do. It was very mean. To demand all of someone's money. It was, Especially yeah. when they're working their ass off on the street. Like, yeah. Playing? Like, there wasn't like, I was, like 20 bucks in my case. Well, I'm not, I shouldn't curse on this, right? You can just don't say any okay. slurs. <laughs> yeah. And you yeah. can say all the curses. say the F-bomb. Yeah. I just dropped the F-bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Please do. Cool. By all means. Awesome. Uh, why did you decide to start doing music for a living? How long ago was that? That was, yeah, like seven years ago, I, um, I had been, I guess I had been busking a lot, um, had come into playing a lot of old time music and 
I just gotten back from a trip to India, kind of suddenly for a family emergency and had a big life change and um, was working for an outdoor ed company in Maryland. And I decided I didn't want to, um, I guess I wanted to maintain the traveling mentality and with everything that was going on, it was about the most sensical time to make the shift to doing something completely different. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I just said to hell with it and, you know, see what happens, see if I can do it. Cause I, I knew I, I had busked a lot and, um, and kind of different places I had traveled in the world. I'd always busked and I'd always managed to make, a something close to a living wage for mm. wherever I was, mm. something that would close to sustain me for that country. And, um, so I kind of had faith in it, I guess. Yeah. People, people had always treated me really well, by and large. Did you busk in India? I didn't busk in India. I wasn't in... Uh, did I busk in India? Because you were, like, living in I India. was... Yeah, yeah, so I had only been in India for, like, 10 days when I came home. It was the beginning of a, like, a indeterminate trip that ended sure. up just getting cut short. Uh, bummer. Um, I think I might have... I don't know. I think I busted in Nepal. But, like, I busted in Chile and Argentina yeah doing stuff down there in Cuba and stuff like that and people have just always been it's always been a mixed bag but it's always been a mixed bag that's been like 95% positive 5% negative and that's that's pretty very, good that's a solid A yeah no it's a solid <laughs> that's great yeah. yeah it's not an A minus yeah. it's like and people have invited me to like live with them and people have been always oh. really 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 good yeah what kind of busking were you doing before you got into old time music uh, that's actually when I started busking was when I got into playing banjo yeah and, I just started busking in DC and going to markets. And then when I traveled, I um, just wanted to bring something with me. And it was a way that I could kind of fund my travels and meet a lot of people. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's been pretty cool. I haven't actually really busked that much since moving to Baltimore because I kind of got more into teaching then. But, but yeah, so that was, that, was, that was kind of my in, as it were. And then um, got into teaching. Rachel Eddy kind of helped me get my foot in the door at a, a music school down in Tacoma mm. Park, and I started teaching. Thanks, Rachel. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, yeah. Rachel. Yeah. They're good about that. I'm finally on the air to publicly thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm looking at the window as if yeah. Rachel's over there. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. There they are. <laughs> Smiling and leaving back. Um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, how did you know what old-time music was? Most people don't really know what it is. Yeah. Um, who, who told you that was an option? Where did you see that? me... Steve Martin playing the Clawhammer medley. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Steve Martin told me the banjo was something different than like Scruggs style picking. Sure. It's interesting. Which well, he also does very well. But yeah. These yeah. days I feel like I only ever see him Clawhammer. Yeah. Oh, really? He's, he's mostly doing the Clawhammer thing. Now. I don't know. I don't keep up with him that much. You know, Come on the show, Steve. <laughs> yeah, right. Steve. <laughs> yeah. This is a shout out. Um, yeah, no, it was. Uh, so I grew up. Um, I guess I had like, I grew up singing and playing wind instruments. My first instrument is the flute. Um, and then I grew up, played like tenor saxophone and did jazz. School, school band? Like, yeah, Stuff? school band. Yeah. I was homeschooled. Um, and then I went to high school. And then in high school, I, um, yeah. I, band and stuff like that and then I ended up switching to saxophone because like of gender pressure because flute was just not cool for a oh I'm sorry yeah I mean it's just yeah. like a lot of people deal with that on sure. both sides absolutely know? so um but yeah it, it was interesting uh and um 
So start playing tenor sax, which was you know there was it was cool because there was more music for it in the jazz band. It was just like a sure cool thing to do. Yeah. And I like the music too. Yeah. Uh, and then played in church band a bit, and then in college I heard the Avid Brothers singing the ballad of love and hate and that kind of got me into the guitar we were hearing that yeah and i was like oh this is a crazy song this is a cool song i want to learn how to sing a song and play the guitar so <laughs> i uh learned that song and played the guitar and then i went on abroad in college and i got a mandolin yeah because it was smaller and that kind of led me into fiddle tunes and chris Thiele. and then somewhere in that path i came across a video early youtube I'm an early YouTube yeah, yeah. user. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was a really, really cool sound and that I didn't really know the banjo could sound that way. Mm. And um, yeah, so I convinced my brother to buy a banjo, uh, co-custody with me. And then oh. I, like, I repossessed the banjo when I came home and just yeah. learned claw hammer. Does he still technically own half of this banjo? Technically, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> Should I come collect it someday? Well, someday. <laughs> it's ready to turn his life around. Ah, $200 is, it was, it was a deering good time, so. Sure. Uh, you know, we all, we all know about the deering good yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. What, what else do you want to play? Um, let's see. Where's uh, that napkin? Yeah, I got a, got, we could do a, Double banjo thing. Maybe we should do that since that's yeah. where we're at in your in your story. Um. Yeah. So. Um. Why don't we do like Mississippi Sawyer? Oh yeah. I'm kind of having a renaissance of chestnuts on the banjo. Yeah. And just um, specifically, I've been getting really into this two finger style. I love um, Paul Brown's playing. Yeah. So special. Yeah. Yeah, it's so special, and 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 some of these tunes, like as you really get into them, I feel like they really start. Uh, start hearing all the possibilities and this is a tune that I, I was just playing the other night and it was just like oh my god this tune and two fingers just so good uh and then it, you know it was a ephemeral moment and it was kind of gone but but um yeah i feel like the banjo is kind of a, a journey and it's all the different right hand stuff so yeah there's so many options it's overwhelming not yeah. like the fiddle the fiddle is like hold the freaking bow yeah bow the note cleanly <laughs> yeah work on that for 50 years yeah never be happy never be happy banjo's like in, happy all the time right but like constant novelty constant novelty yeah you kind of never have to never have to focus if you don't want to yeah. but, so I love, I love that about it yeah yeah it's great it's definitely uh, attracts a certain mindset so um yeah um, right, Mississippi Sorry. yeah I'm in I'm in uh, so you got the F sharp on top great let me have the A on oh, top oh well I'm actually in double C Oh, you're in C. Great, great. Okay. Uh, do you want to like maybe? Do you want to do the fir the first time through without me, so we can hear some? How do you feel about that? Sure. You yeah, we'll that? see. Like yeah, sometimes it flows out, and sometimes it doesn't. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, I love banjo maximalism. Okay, good to know. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's I'll a, go for it's it. It's a unique space that yeah. can't be said or can't can't be valued in the way it. I don't know, it doesn't exist in most things, like, where you're like, oh, this is just, like, so much cascading baloney, and I love it. Okay, great. I will, I will include some processed meat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Process yeah. 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 I mean, that yeah. is, the banjo is, like, the baloney of... Yeah. <laughs> right. Love it.
<laughs> that was fun. Banjo maximalism. Yeah. I love how like two finger banjo just because I think because of like the limitations of the stroke you immediately have to make all tunes like way funkier. Yeah. And it's like all of a sudden it's all like 332. Three, yeah. It becomes unsquared. And yeah. uh yeah, it's like kind of a thrilling thrilling rhythm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I love it. Uh, did you start with Clawhammer on the banjo then? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I actually didn't, um, I didn't like bluegrass music or the banjo because I really didn't like the clangy bangy of sure. Scrug style picking. Yeah, yeah. And I remember when people used to ask me what kind of music I liked, I would say everything except for bluegrass. Whoa. It was one of those sort of things. Yeah. It was funny because I grew up going to this. Um, kind of family gathering in West Virginia every year since I was a kid. It's been going on for a long time called OTR. Shout out Mark Hare, you out there. <laughs> um, and uh, there was lots of, you know, party bluegrass, like, uh, you know, Mark Kiliansky sticker, make bluegrass old time again. Yeah, a lot, yeah. Of, a lot of that vibe. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so I was around that, but I just didn't really like listening to bluegrass. And, and so I had no draw to the banjo at all. Right. And so it was claw hammer and like that really round yeah. sound of claw hammer like over the neck and yeah, then yeah. it's funny because like now I'm back and I'm doing this finger style thing that's like kind of in certain ways kind of close to working your way back to the scrugs yeah, attitude yeah. kind of but um, yeah I think you you were just saying something about the like the choices that you're forced to make in two finger yeah it just totally transforms the tune I still recognize it as Mississippi Sawyer but it's like you know yeah. yeah and you you end up i find i'll have friends that will say stuff like why don't you just learn three finger or and, and it's just there's this thing that when you can when you force yourself to limit to just those two fingers and really understand how to invert the beat and stuff like that um i started as a thumb lead player after, I mean, when I came into finger styles, thumb lead, and then now I'm kind of exploring more index lead and trying oh, interesting. to morph between the two because um, I just really want to be free in that style. Um, yeah, there's just like lots of really cool ideas. Yeah. So, and then you find a tune like that that's just like old as farts and, and it just <laughs> becomes a new thing. Absolutely, yeah. Oh my God, did I, I love that. that sound? Where did that come from? Yeah. So, well, I mean, let's. Let's do another another banjo duet, and then let yeah. me ask you some. Um, I'll ask you some questions about how you how you choose your your techniques, and like you know, for people who are unfamiliar with two finger and those that kind of decision making. Okay, you might be two finger curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess we could use another one in this tuning. We could do like Road to Maysville. Um, oh yeah. Or in standard tuning, we could do um, in D and Cumberland Gap or. Uh, I don't know, um, Cumberland Gap or uh, Camp Meeting on the Fourth of July. Sure. Lost Girl on you. Yeah, place. let's let's not do uh, Road to Maysville because I just did. Uh, I will have just done it on the show. Okay. Cool. And those other ones we haven't done in a while, especially okay. Camp Meeting. I haven't done that on the show in a long time. Okay. And that's that's cool. Um, yeah. So uh, Cumberland Gap and Camp Meeting, I, I do. Um, out of standard, but with an F sharp. Great, yeah. Um, 
sweet. Missed all the twinkles. <laughs> a festival of twinkles. If you ever start a banjo-only festival, you can yeah. call it a festival twinkle of twinkles. Fest. <laughs> twinkle Fest 20, Twinkle Fest 2024. Yeah. Yeah, Twinkle Toes. <laughs> I it's love like that. The banjo player from 1925, Twinkle Toes. This is a real banjo yeah, player? Yeah, it should be, though. That should be. <laughs> it's not too late. That's not too late. It could be you. It could be me. <laughs> could, like, make my uh, reenactment black and white photograph. Yeah. Yeah, so t yeah, tell me about how you're making these decisions. I feel like two finger is like constant decision making. Yeah. Like flipping up and down, you know, like who, how you're leading and. Uh, yeah, I, so I. It's overwhelming um, to play. Well, easy to listen to. Yeah, it's been over, it's been a, it's been a hole for like a, like a rabbit hole for a while. Um, I guess I got interested in it and, um, and I finally had a time in the pandemic to kind of start to dig at it. Um, and just like in, in my basement, just kind of picking patterns. And um, my decisions mostly come out of um, when I was in India before I they they I was kind of studying Indian classical violin and they had mm -hmm. a really, really awesome. I was mostly there doing the music thing because I was really interested in their pedagogy. So it's not exactly what you asked, but it's relevant. <laughs> no, yeah, by all means. Um, they're a really interesting pedagog pedagogical system where they don't really, um, they aren't doing the like, scales are bad and I'm creative or like the like right. like creative people need to focus more they, there isn't like this divorce of left brain and right brain it's very right. like um, I had a teacher a guru be like are you practicing your exercises good they don't matter uh huh like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, it's like like the exercise is important but like it doesn't matter they're very okay with like having two realities yeah I feel like you kind of got to you kind of got it. yeah um, but in but I think I, I was just encountering a lot of the like a, a lot of an attitude that wanted one or the other in um, United States musical education and sure. attitudes that very protective. The people who are you yeah, know. you're either a classical person or you're like a, yeah. someone who doesn't care about theory. And I was just yeah. and and none of the people who are who are really not none of the people, but I think most people who are really exceptional care about both. Obviously, yeah. And so I, I just anyway, anyways, I went up there and it was just like kind of trying to dig into the system because they had a lot of really great music and it's improvisational and it's also classical in that it's like codified it's 3000 year old system right and they're huge on single string scales from day one huh yeah and they're huge on relative solfege and the relative solfege is almost the same exact thing as our relative solfege even in terms of names like sare gamma pada nisa is do re mi fa so la yeah, tido similar yeah there's a lot of stuff that's similar but it was interesting day one even beginners are doing single string scales changing position on the fiddle it's yeah. just nothing yeah. like, like um, being being comfortable isn't about being close to the nut or the open position. It's about knowing where you are. Solidly. Yeah. Mm. So uh, so I kind of like now getting to the question of like decisions. I kind of took that idea and I took um, I just did lots of single string exercises singing, and so I'll take a pattern like just like so I'm in I'm in um, I'm in standard right now with um, playing out of D shapes. Let's say I was, yeah, yeah. So I just do single string scales. And like. I spend a lot of time just like. Yeah, you're just going up on the third string there. Just yeah. The third string the whole time. Yeah. And then I'll do the same on other strings. And then I kind of started finding some patterns like, um, like a two finger syncopated pattern that's. 
kind yeah. of impersonates a Scruggs roll, but it's like it's just like thumb it's thumb index the whole time. Yeah. Okay, well, what if I choose the emphasized note as like the melody note? So then you'd have like. Uh... Yeah. And then it's yeah. like, okay, that's like kind of bluegrass, like infinite threes over sure. something like Mary Had a Little Lamb. Right. And so most, so then I kind of like, uh, my decisions were. There was like the technique side, which was could I could I execute that alternation and reach the stuff? Yeah. And then the mental part being could I distill melodies out to have less notes? Right. And it's just really hard to do. Which is really hard Especially for the really noty fiddle tunes, yeah. Yeah, really hard to do. And and definitely something that's like really sets the banjo players apart that I really admire, mm -hmm. like Paul Brown specifically. Hi, Paul. He knows which notes are important. Yeah, he knows yeah. which notes are important, yeah. and the other ones are like important, and they're in there, and they're all jumbled around. But it's just this really, really beautiful, elegant mm -hmm. thing. Um, so, so then I just kind of started. Uh, I kind of got the system of like where when I learn a tune, I learn it note for note, singing the solfege, and then I try to like I basically learn it very intensely directly, and I don't think about anything. Yeah. And, and just see what happens to try to like allow it to just tumble out. So yeah, the decisions that I'm making are like now hitting, like trying to let strings ring and trying to get like as much of the banjo vibrating and then trying to really maintain patterns that have a certain orientation. So like thumb lead, one pattern that is like this. Can you can you kind of like maintain structural integrity when you flip back and forth between index lead and thumb lead because they have really different gravities. Like you take something like Flowery Girls, Homer Forrester, it sounds like hurdy gurdy. Yeah. Like it just sounds like boop doop 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 doop, and it's because it's index lead. It's got this cool thing. Yeah. So huh. so yeah. So my decisions are kind of on that and they're all kind of geared towards eventually I don't really want to have to think about anything but I feel like in order to do that I have to I've gotten a pretty good handle on thumb lead I want to work on index lead more yeah and then eventually I feel like if I got index lead and thumb lead yeah. I can kind of forget about everything in between yeah so, cool yeah <laughs> I started playing um, my partner's a really really good Irish musician so I started learning Irish tunes on the banjo yeah and jigs on the banjo uh -huh. and yeah, the melodies are a lot harder to distill than old time melodies. I, I felt, yeah, similar things when I've tried to sit in. Yeah, You're like, oh my, what what do I delete here? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's hard. And, and now it's starting to make a bit more sense what I can delete, like very, very recently. Um, but uh, yeah, so just yeah. trying to expand my brain that way. Yeah. Well, do you want to do this Cumberland Gap? Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. do this Cumberland Gap. So, um, which, which Cumberland Gap are we doing? Could be Cumberland Gap. Three yeah, part, great. Three D. part. Yeah, great. Oh, you're going all the way up. 
up on that second. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So for the yeah. listener, um, when I do thumb lead, I just like my thumb is never going on the first string, so I end up right. going way the hell up the neck, which was kind of scary initially, but now it's just fine. So like, yeah. like. syncopated in kind of ridiculous ways and sometimes it works with the fiddler and sometimes it doesn't so. yeah i'm really enjoying doing double banjo with you but it would be really cool to hear your two finger with fiddle oh yeah do you want to like do that do you yeah, yeah do you want to play fiddle because i i play i can play this too yeah yeah okay cool okay. uh cool fun as yeah. fast as you want okay great It sounds so good. Yeah, like, thanks. Um, God, standard tuning is so good for two finger. Yeah. 
I mean, I think it's probably, it's like okay in climber too, but like two finger, you have a, a lot of ability to avoid strings. And just having a low and a high D means you can kind of drone anywhere you want. And if you were to do like a single, you just gotta get comfortable with kind of rooting out of that like yeah. little bar shape and just, yeah. And you can get all these like crazy arpeggios that are just yeah. because of partial chords. Like, I mean, that was just for the listener, that was just like an F shape. Right, yeah. A. Huh. Yeah, and yeah. especially with that F sharp on top, it's so, so pretty, especially yeah. when you're like playing four and five chords or gesturing at them yeah. with that F sharp on top. Yeah, that was really fun to play with. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I love that. Yeah. Cool. It's been, yeah, it's been a journey, but it's like finally starting to kind of make more sense then also it's just it's kind of a challenge to get it to really sync up with different people's feels sure it's like yeah. it's pretty easy to get it with um i mean now i'm like outing myself to everyone like i'm kind of deep in the weeds about like timing and nerddom there oh and like yeah. swing percentage and all that and uh -huh. like, <laughs> like trying to get like you, you know meet someone on the clock wherever they're sitting and sure, like yeah. um which which is just like just trying to get your eighth notes to be in the same spot and it's really easy to get it to be straight, you know, just like 12 and 6 and be having be even, but it's been really challenging to get it to really swing and to not, if, if someone's a bouncier fiddler. And yeah. some of my favorite fiddle friends that I play with now are like, got a little really cool bounce. Little bounce. And they're old time, they're great old time fiddlers and they got this cool little, this cool little thing going on. And it's, um, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to get it going and have it not invert accidentally. Uh -huh. So you're like, oh no, everything's like gada 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 instead of gada gada. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Some people yeah. listening are gonna be like, I know exactly what you mean, and people are gonna be like, that sounded the same. Yeah. Here's my yeah. PSA. Everyone, listen to the fiddler and try to meet their feel. They'll appreciate you. Yeah. That's my PSA. Especially if you're a fiddler like me with only one feel or less than one feel. <laughs> they will appreciate you. They won't, they won't even know why they feel supported. They'll just feel, yeah. they'll just feel better. I felt really relaxed with that. That was really nice. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can be like the subdivision train. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Um, well, yeah. we, have, we have time for one more. Yeah? Uh, how do people buy your stuff, hire you to do things, follow you on the internet? And um, yeah, so I've got a website, vokeymusic.com. Yeah. Um, I have an album called Spotted Pony. Um, uh, just a nod to just tunes I like to play. And it was kind of um, worked up all in this style, just as a motivator for me to actually put in the time to this style. Yeah, great. Um, so I recorded that a couple years ago. Um, maybe there'll be another one in the pipeline in the next couple years. Yeah. Um, that's on Spotify and Bandcamp and stuff. So you can buy it and listen to it. Um, and then I play with a band called Geraldine out of, um, Baltimore and Ellicott City. Um, and you can find that on Spotify too, Geraldine band. We got a couple albums. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's mostly, it. I don't have any Facebook or Insta. So, um, but I got email and I got a website. Great. So thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, totally. So glad awesome. we got to hang out for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good excuse to do that. Yeah. Thanks for my, uh, kimchi rice bowl. That's yeah. exactly what I needed after uh, tour food. Being a road warrior. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 My body's just like, oh, thank you. <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. Fresh, <laughs> fresh kimchi. Yeah. 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 Love it. Well, what should we do for our, our final tune? Um, not, not including the bonus track, of course. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, Blue Bond or a Grey Eagle, maybe. They're a G-Tune and an A-Tune. Great. Uh, uh, what else I got from Reese Jones? Yeah. I would love to hear this Blue Bonnet. I've never actually played it before. Okay, yeah. cool. Which, which key is that in? G. G, great. Reese has all the best tunes. Especially. Got like, good tasting tunes. Yeah, just endless supply with cool bellings. And... Thanks, Reese, for this tune. Where does he live? He's in... Um, like kind of around Round Hill, Virginia. Okay. Might be might be a different town right around there. But yeah, northern Virginia. But like not on the river. Yeah. So
Visit VokiMusic.com to learn more about Jonathan's projects and his teaching. Visit his Bandcamp to buy his album Spotted Pony, and check out Geraldine on Instagram and wherever you get your music. I put links in the show notes. Support this podcast at Patreon.com slash GetUpInTheCool. That's also linked in the show notes, along with links to sign up for banjo lessons with me, PitchforkBanjo.com, my Clawhammer instructional video series, and my old-time trio, Tall Poppy String Band. Also, my upcoming workshop series on learning tunes on the fly. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to get up in the cold.